0: Welcome to FundingQuest, where our quest is to help you find the best funding for your business. I'm your host, Byron Allen, and today I'm excited to have with us Chris Robles. Chris brings a very unique set of experiences that qualify him perfectly to share with us these very valuable resources for non-bankable and foreign national business owners. Uh, Chris has been in the financial services industry for over 20 years, and m- almost all of that has been centered on providing services to uh, what he calls the underserved market. And so a lot of those are going to be foreign nationals or other people that can't get traditional bank financing for a number of reasons. And so it's 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 great. his His resources and knowledge, are very valuable. I learned quite a bit from from this interview with Chris, and I am confident you will as well. So join me now as we visit with Chris Robles. I'm excited to have with us today our guest, Chris Robles. Chris Robles comes with a unique set of experience that he is going to share with us today that I believe will shed some very insightful light on resources that are available for non-bankable or foreign national business owners. And, and this is really, as Chris was explaining to me, some of these resources, I had not heard of them before. I was unaware that some of these were available and I can see them being really valuable. So I hope that this This episode in particular, this interview will be helpful to those business owners that are currently non-bankable, can't get traditional bank financing for a number of reasons, or foreign nationals that are difficult to get traditional bank loans. And it's not just financing that we're going to talk about the different type of loan programs, but also other resources to help them be successful in their business, which I'm pretty excited about. So, Chris, let me just give a little background of you, and then you fill in any of the details that I might.
1: (laughs) We'll do. We'll do. Thank you, Mark.
0: (laughs) Great. Uh, So, Chris uh, started out in finance at uh, Dell Technologies there in in Austin, Texas, and uh, then you went to um, work with a a nonprofit small business lending firm back in 2006 and did um, consulting for small businesses and Mm -hmm. financing. I've worked for a community development corporation, a CDC company that also had a portfolio of borrowers, of business owners that you worked with. And uh, you did all sorts of things. You were a lender, a collector, a processor, (laughs) a business coach, et cetera, uh, advising them and and all sorts of things in addition to financing. And then you kind of branched off and became an independent business uh, financing consultant Mm -hmm. to help people for even more. And for the last number of years, you've worked at a credit union. So I, I love the the breadth of experience that you have, but they've all kind of focused on helping those uh, what we call underserved market of uh, businesses. And and so I think it's great. So fill in the gaps. What did I miss as far as all your right, background? Yeah. And-
1: no, no, definitely. You hit everything right on. Uh, you talked about Dell, Dell Technologies, that was my my first take on working with small businesses. We assisted with asset uh, asset recovery. Adele, we touched a lot of small businesses around the U.S. You know, we, you talked about uh, me working for a, a small business lender, a, a, a CDC. There is where I, where I got most of my my experience of working with underserved folks who were not able to get. Uh, bank loans. Uh, there as well, we had, a, we, we had a contract with the city of Austin that we assisted uh, with business coaching. There is where we kind of learned how to assist folks who were just starting out. Folks who were already in, in business for, for a few years, others who were already expanding. We were able to kind of uh, kind of provide like a, like, like a guideline. It's, it's sort of like a business plan for some of these folks, even if, the, if they were already operating. Working with them with a business plan, it's it was a working document as they were growing their their businesses. But that also included uh, access to capital. So there is is where I started uh, working with different types of lenders through that that program uh, that folks who needed funding, just learning about their, their situation, their kind of circumstance. Then we could basically uh, find the fit for them. So there, we we kind of tapped into different organizations to include, of course, banks, credit unions, uh, small business lenders, uh, harmony lenders, uh, factoring companies, uh, and that's where we kind of grew our our network of, of lenders, uh, as we can say, just uh, across across the board. So as as an independent business consultant, I, I kind of basically focused on asset based asset based lending. What that was is just folks who were trying to get some sort of financing through a banking institution, but didn't have the financials uh, to kind of show a bank to, to, be, to be bankable. So there is where I, would, I was able to find alternative financing, you know, using uh, different sources, uh, private lenders, uh, hard money lenders, the, where, where they can use a property as leverage to get funding to basically uh, refinance or you know, get a, additional uh, working capital of their property. So that that just basically led us to, to work more closely with the underserved. Basically, the uh, pandemic came. Uh, we kind of made a shift, and uh, we we started working with uh, with the credit union. This is where we're kind of at right now. But what's unique about this credit union is they work with the underserved. Byron, uh, you mentioned CDFI, so there is where we work in underserved areas there's a lot of small businesses who uh, operate in these areas who are not able to get your your basic financing to, through a bank uh, everybody knows that if you need a loan you go with your bank uh, most of the time they're unable to get financing with a bank so that's that's where, where we come in is we have different programs we we offer f- uh, flexibility in their underwriting. We do look at uh, credit scores They're way below the average. Uh, usually banks look at 620, 680 or better. Ours are much uh, lower than that. Look at the uh, the business, the the individual. We look at the capacity to be able to take on the loan. And uh, we take a risk. We take a risk. And uh, you, you'll be surprised that some of these folks that you know, get, get beyond uh, their, their business uh, and they're and growing, they need more, more and more funding as, as they're growing. So we, we, we kind of work uh, with that base. We kind of expand their, their business. Uh, I'll give you like an example, um, working with uh, an underserved borrower who had been uh, leasing a location uh, for, for quite some time. It's a uh, tortilla factory. Uh, this individual is it's a foreign national. Uh, who pays taxes, who has, you know, decent income coming in and, and, and profits, but he, he couldn't get uh, financing through a, a regular bank. So we were able to kind of step in. We, we created some, uh, some, some credit platforms for this individual, started out with a, a secure credit card. He started kind of making payments, and that created a, a credit score. Just knowing that he had good financials because of his taxes, uh, he was looking to purchase a, a, uh, a location for, for his business. You know, uh, kind of took a chance, worked with this uh, individual. He was able to bring enough money down for the purchase. And I think it was uh, over, over, over 25%. And, uh, and sure enough, we were able to close the deal. Uh, and now he's operating out of, out of a location that he owns. You know, that was, he mentioned that was, that was his dream. And now he's he's expanding his his tortilla factory business, as well as leasing to another restaurant in that property because it's it's kind of big big enough.
0: How did you help him with the financing? What type of financing did?
1: Yeah, so we did a um, uh, conventional financing uh, with this uh, individual. We were able to well once once he he was making payments on under his, his credit card, we were able to kind of get a score finally, and uh, from that based on his financials was able to buy the property, okay. uh, you know, operating now, uh, I think over, over eight months now. So um, you
0: helped him create his credit by using a credit card to develop a credit history.
1: Right, right. And uh, the way we did that, uh, he basically put his own money, which is called a kind of share security, basically utilizing your own funds uh, to open up uh, a kind of share uh, business credit or uh, personal credit card. From there, you, you basically, you make your draw, let's just say half half of $2,000, you start making your kind of monthly payments. Within within six months, you will populate a, a credit score. So from that, that's how it kind of started because uh, he didn't have anything. He he had the financials, but he didn't have the credit. He had zero zero credit score. Mm-hmm. Uh, so with that, uh, you know, we, we were one of the first uh, lenders uh, here in town that was able, uh, here in, in the state of Texas that was able to lend to a kind of foreign national who doesn't have a, a social security number to, to get financing.
0: So, Chris, you just mentioned uh, the, the term underserved, that your credit union focuses on the underserved. Would you mind sharing what you mean by that?
1: Yes. So underserved is basically a low income uh, area, Right. Uh, through the uh, CDFI, our tracks. Well, here in here in Texas, they are designated as CDFI tracks, which is businesses in low-income areas, and that's where our focus lies. Uh, we know that there are businesses uh, who are operating there uh, who definitely need, need need the financing and an institution behind them. And a lot of these folks, uh, yeah, they 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 may have a, a kind of bookkeeper, they may have a a a CPA, but they may not. But what other options we're able to provide is uh, the, a business advisor. These are individuals um, through the SBDP, which is a small business development program that usually universities have. These are uh, business advisors uh, that work with small businesses at no cost. And you don't, you don't hear too much about them just because they're, just, they're kind of low key. You, you, you have to know where to look. Uh, we've, we found out that through through these programs, these these folks can excel because, I mean, uh, I think what you and I talked about before, they don't know what they don't know. I mean, I, I just had a call with uh, with a member not long ago uh, that had been operating his business for 18 years. And he, he had a call with one of his business advisors, specifically from Texas State University. You know, he he really talked about a uh, succession meaning that he had been in business for quite some time he 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 wants to pass his this business to his daughter so he needed to to find out how does he do that without 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 breaking stride so he was able to give him uh, some options uh it's kind of a breakdown on how he can do that and what to work on what what to look for and this way it's a smooth uh, transition you know Another example is uh, we had a, an, an individual who came to us uh, actually at the end of last year. This was a, a concrete company. The, this guy, just a go-getter uh, growing by leaps and bounds that was looking for some sort of line of credit. So he, he came to us from another institution. They just look looking for it kind of like a lifeline. So, you know, looking at his financials, looking at uh, where, where, where the business was going, we were able to provide him with a, with a line of credit up to 150000 We used uh, some of his assets uh, to back up the, uh, the line of credit, but he, he really need, needed this injection because he was expanding. And actually, I met with this guy about two months ago, and he just bought a property. He, he somehow was able to get a, a private individual uh, with only, only 5% down on a five, five year note, uh, amortized for like 20 years. And uh, he did a lot of uh, improvements to his property already. So he, he created an instant equity on, on this property. So we, we're probably gonna look, at, look to do a kind of refinance cash out of his property to, to help him expand his business. He was also involved with working with, with a business advisor. So, you know, and it's uh, these, these advisors are, are sanctioned by, by the university's governance officer's uh, office and also the SBA. Just an, an example that there are options out there for, you know, businesses who are, who are trying to get to a next level, but they just don't know how. Yeah, yeah. so that's.
0: Excellent. And, and um, one of those areas of, or categories, I should say, of underserved uh, customers that you help are foreign nationals, and you use the term ITIN borrowers, I-T-I-N. Can you talk about that? What that yeah, is? So,
1: yeah, so an ITIN borrower is basically it's an individual that doesn't have a social security number, right? We talked about our uh, tortilla factory borrower. He was an ITIN borrower. So he doesn't have a social, but he's got an I-10. Uh, he files his taxes.
0: Okay. And that's a taxpayer identification number. That, in, that individual taxpayer identification.
1: Individual taxpayer identification number. That, that is correct. Some of these folks don't qualify for regular financing with the bank because they have an I-10. Uh, so we were able to kind of you know take that risk, expand uh, our kind of uh, guidelines in, in underwriting and, and that's how we're able to get the financing for that individual. But these are, you know, taxpayers, you know, these are folks who have been in business. I'll give you another example. Uh, an individual owns quite a few uh, restaurants, went business business for almost 18 years, and he's an ITM borrower. It's just amazing that he has he has received funding through private, lender, private lenders. And, and just recently, he was uh leasing a location for about 15 years and he will he finally got the ability to purchase we, we kind of assisted him with that uh with that purchase right now we we are kind of working with him because he want, he won a property all right. so he's going to get a cash out uh out of, of that property and 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 uh remodel the person that he purchased months ago right mm-hmm. uh and like i said you know, this individual has, has several businesses, and uh, we're we're gonna do a third property that he's looking to kind of refinance because he has it with a private lender at a higher interest rate. And these are these are these are great stories just because these folks they're kind of used to going uh, like to the bank, but uh, the bank will not help them. You know, uh, we were just lucky that through our network, uh, I believe it came through a, a real estate lender. We found this this borrower, so now it's basically a, a kind of trickle effect. Actually, the the uh, tortilla borrower re- referred that that restaurant uh, owner mm-hmm. that own that it's been around for 18 years to us, mm-hmm. and that's how we kind of get in word of mouth through this you know this um this kind of group of people who are business owners that kind of talk to each other, right? And they kind of I always tell my folks. As as you know, as the borrower, who else do they know that that we can help? And that's how we got on, you know the next one and the next one. Just give us give us one you know one referral, one source, and that's how it's kind of it, it's come about. So we're, we're kind of very excited to kind of help that next individual who needs that that assistance.
0: Absolutely. My key takeaways from today's interview with Chris Robles on resources for non-bankable and foreign national business owners include that there are a variety of resources that you may not have known before that are available for the underserved market, those people who are not able to qualify for traditional bank financing if it's be it because of their uh, not having credit, not having a social security number by being a foreign national or an ITIN, an individual taxpayer identification number. so they still report taxes and pay taxes, but it's not through a social security number, it's through an ITIN that those are, that it's difficult for them to get traditional financing. Uh, And there are companies that, uh, banks, credit unions, a lot of credit unions specifically, or other lenders that focus on serving these underserved markets and that's geographically in areas that are they're considered underserved typically going to be areas in lower income areas uh, or or underserved borrowers that um, can't qualify for more traditional uh, financing so i hope you enjoyed our episode today our interview with chris robles i found it fascinating and i learned things i did not know before i hope you did as well And I look forward to you joining us in the next episode with Funding Quest, where our quest is to help you find the best funding for your business.